Good evening, everyone. A few words about practice being its own intrinsic reward. Um, just recently, I was speaking to a, a colleague of mine who some of you know, um, Belinda Kong, who's a uh, Buddhist practitioner and psychologist um, who teaches mindfulness. And we're um, putting a proposal to, to give a um, seminar on mindfulness in, in San Francisco next year. And um, it's interesting when we have a dialogue because we sort of clarify our views a little more about what we want to present and what we think are some of the, the issues that come up around the practice of mindfulness, whether it's in a Zen context or a clinical setting or secular setting. But one of, the, one of the curious things about people doing Zen practice, meditation, or doing mindfulness in a secular context, um, most people, when they've had an experience of meditation, generally speaking, have a, have a pleasant experience to begin with. You know, they, they, they often find that it's a peaceful thing to do, and thus, therefore they think it's a, a good thing to do. Um, the dropout rate is extremely high. The number of people who actually start, they think it's a good thing, um, but they, they somehow don't keep the practice going. It's very, very, it's quite, quite um, odd in a way. And so it's useful to try and understand perhaps why that occurs. But one way of perhaps understanding it uh, is that um, most of the things that we do in our life have um, an extrinsic reward associated with it. And there might be things that you work at, like you might put a lot of work into studying so you get a degree and then you get a, a certain um, uh, education status and social status and it's a, it's a pathway to getting a job and earning money and you know, raising a family and all that. So there's external rewards from come from hard work. We might get people who are athletes that train hard, you know, so they can win events or win football matches, whatever. Or in the arts, you know, um, being an amateur musician myself, you know, you can practice an instrument. And even if you haven't got any professional ambitions like I do, you get rewards that come from actually um, seeing your... your um, facility with the instrument improved, you know, and you can play music better and you can play music better with other people and it's kind of recognised. So there's all kind of intrinsic rewards come with it. But at the essence of Zen practice or Buddhist practice, there's something different going on. And maybe people drop out of doing practice because we're so used to looking for the extrinsic reward that comes from doing something, the some payoff that occurs. Now, one of the things that's a kind of obvious reward that comes from doing Zen practice, um, and, and if you do it regularly, the vast majority of people will feel calmer, more peaceful as a result of doing it, so you become more relaxed. A lot of body tension falls away. A lot of um, negative ruminating thoughts fall away you know so you could you could actually measure that and and see that there's progress actually taking place um, and 
Another thing that can come out of doing um, Zen practice is that you can develop, um, looking for the words to describe it, but it's kind of like not just relaxation, but more precision in what you do, you know, maybe more competence in what you do because you're very well focused rather than being sort of um, distracted. So you, you could actually measure how you become more competent in doing things. So they're, they're kind of obvious rewards that would come out of doing Zen practice. But at the, and that's fine, but there's, a, there's another dimension to it. And the other dimension to it, which is really getting at the essence of Zen practice, is to, and it's to realize there's no reward because what the, that's the essence of the practice is the practice of letting go. Mm -hmm. And the practice of letting go by its very nature is not achieving anything. Right? It's not actually gaining, it's not losing anything, but it's not gaining anything. And if you don't believe me, read the Heart Sutra, it says there's nothing to be gained Right, by doing this practice, or read Dogen to say that, you know, when you practice, don't practice with any expectation of enlightenment, whatever enlightenment means to you. you know? don't, in other words, don't practice with a sense of progressing anyway, because it's taking you outside of just this moment as it is. And um, if by practicing letting go, you think you've achieved some state of letting go, well, <laughs> you get what I mean, right? You're still hanging on to something that you've achieved. And there's a very, there's a very good um, Zen dialogue around this, which is one of my favourite koans, but it's about a, um, a long-time hermit um, in China who sat by himself. And uh, there's problems that can come with just sitting by yourself, not with a sangha sometimes. But he came to Joshu, the, the great Zen teacher, and he said, what if I've let everything go? Like, like how, do you, how do you treat me? I've let everything go. He said, throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> Even that idea that you've let go of everything, let it go. See, that's how tricky the mind is. As soon as someone says to me, I've become enlightened, I think they're not enlightened, right? because they're, they're, they're obviously think that something special's happened to them that they're holding on to as some kind of achievement. Mm -hmm. And it's okay, it's, it's okay to start off with um, what, what could be referred to as spiritual ambition because it gets you sitting on the cushion at least anyway. Right? It gets, gets you started. And probably everyone starts off with spiritual ambition, I did, you know. And, but it, it, it's a way of getting you there. But you'll find sooner or later that spiritual ambition will catch up with you and it will bite you on the bum. You know? And it'll, because it will create suffering, because you'll have this hope of where you've got to get to and because you're, you're grasping at something, you're not actually quite reaching it. So it's kind of like we've got to do that over and over again until we see the folly of it. Mm -hmm. William Blake said, a, um, a wise person is a fool who persists in his folly. Right? And that's very true of Zen students. Mm -hmm. um, we, we somehow believe we're going to get somewhere, 
But that's, that's our problem, that we think there's somewhere to get to outside of this present moment. And it's often not until years and years of practice where, where you, you're practicing that folly until you become wiser, that that's how the practice actually deepens. It's deepened because you've let go of trying to be a better person, right? Or trying to be um, an enlightened person, whatever that might mean to you. Um, so, in a sense, what's at the essence of practice is that there's not, there is a reward, but the reward is the reward of just this moment. It's not a reward that comes from being in this moment. Mm-hmm. So in that sense you could say it's an intrinsic reward. But all of the Zen books, you find over and over again the most common phrase they, they, they repeat all the time is just this, just this, you know, just walking, just laughing, just crying, just sighing, just dying, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just being born, you know, just being sick, you know, just that and nothing else. Um, it's when we get reduced to that, that simplicity and we're not um, end-gaining for something outside of the, of the moment that we're actually living the awakened life. And that, and that occurs when all spiritual ambition has been dashed. Right? <laughs> In the meantime, it's okay to still keep practicing to become calmer and more confident in what you do. But that's at the essence of it. You know, letting go doesn't have um, a gain to it whatsoever. But I think because people don't understand it, that a whole culture, you know, and, and in a sense our, 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 our biology drives us towards a reward, um, that people somehow along the way get lost with meditation because um, uh, uh, they don't understand that principle which is at the core of it. <laughs>